This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. We are back and headed to Cuba for vacation. I really want to go to Cuba. Saramente. Well, you actually, <laughs> you actually, that's not Cuban. You actually can go Fine. to Cuba. Can um, I? Yeah, you can. There's ways to do it right now using uh, an educational visa. There's nope. programs that are offered through different universities that are, you know, trips that you can take, and they help you to secure the educational visa. Uh, you cannot right now just go on vacation without the educational visa, from what I understand, uh, unless you have some other type of visa that allows you to go there. I'm going to get into that in a little more detail. Um, but ultimately, yeah, at some point in the future, and hopefully sooner rather than later, you will be able to just go on vacation there without this educational visa. Sounds good. Uh, so let's back it up, though, and start from the beginning. Um Last Tuesday, the White House announced that the president is going to be removing Cuba from the list of state sponsors of, of terrorism. Uh, Cuba has been on this list since 1982 because of its backing of revolu- revolutionary movements in Latin America and in Spain. Uh, the president made this decision after the State Department did a review of Cuba's presence on that list uh, and after a historic meeting that the president had with Cuban leader Raul Castro. Uh, The review began back in December. The president announced back in December that he was seeking to reestablish diplomatic ties with Cuba after five decades, which is 50 years, for those of you who don't know, of hostility that began during the Cold War, which we're not going to get into the Cold War. But if you remember, that was our longstanding dispute with Russia or actually with the Soviet Union at the time. It was the Soviet Union. Um, And administration officials said that the U.S. continues to have concerns with some of Cuba's behaviors, but they are not factors in its terrorist listings. So um, how did this all come about? Well, the White House submitted a report to lawmakers uh, certifying uh, that Cuba has not provided support for terrorist groups for six months. uh, And they stated that the government has received assurances uh, from the Cuban government that Cuba will not do so in the future ever. Uh, Members of Congress now have 45 days to review the president's decision before it can be formally approved. Congress can block the president from taking Cuba off of the list, and the House and Senate can pass a joint resolution prohibiting it, but Obama can veto that move uh, as well, and then they would have to override that veto, which, as we know, is very difficult. Administration officials have said that they still do have separate concerns about establishing an embassy in Cuba and about uh, the embargo, um, such as, for example, whether diplomats will be able to travel in the country freely and speak to people without interference by the Cuban government. Um, And with respect to the embargo, uh, American companies that are hoping to be able to import or export, um, mostly export consumer goods from the U.S. to Cuba or to build hotels there will still face a tangle of different sanctions uh, that are made up of the trade embargo. Uh, That trade embargo is a very complex set of laws, rules and regulations and executive orders that only Congress can eliminate. So even with the president's historic announcement, uh, we would still need congressional action to get rid of the embargo. Now, the president did ease the embargo back in January when the government announced that Americans can travel to Cuba a little more freely, as I had already said, and they can send more money to ordinary Cubans. And the government also said it would allow broader exports of U.S. telecommunications equipment in an attempt to get the country to open up via the Internet, essentially, Um, and that Americans who do travel to Cuba will be able to use their credit cards there, which will be great uh, because part of the problem was that you had to spend all cash. Um, But 
Companies still will not be invest, able to invest in Cuba or do business with the state expes, except for importing goods that are intended to help Cubans like food, medicine, telecommunications equipment. Um, and even those American exporters with special licenses to sell to Cuba cannot offer Cuban importers credit, uh, which means they will not be able to have commercial imports of Cuban goods. However, this question about when can I get some cigars and when can I get some rum, because I'm sure you've been tuning into this whole segment and that's what you really want to know. You cannot, uh, commercial companies, as I already mentioned, cannot import these goods into the U.S. right now. However, if you go to Cuba, you are allowed to bring back $400 worth of goods and... Out of that $400 worth of goods, $100 of those goods can be alcohol and tobacco. That's it. No more than $100 worth of the goods that you can bring back can be alcohol and tobacco. So if you do go to Cuba on one of these educational trips or you obtain a visa not through educate for educational purposes but one of the other types of visas, which, as I mentioned, will be easier to get, you can bring back $100 worth of rum or cigars. Per person? Can- is that your strategy? Like you're just trying to scheme how you can bring back all this rum and cigars. Do you smoke cigars? I would love to go to Cuba. Well, here's a big big here's a big caveat (laughs) to that. You may not resell any of those goods once you get back money, supply and demand. Just like Taman wants that bagel, right? If there's this is this is simple, simple microeconomics. If there's a high demand for Cuban cigars and there's a low amount of supply, the supply is low, then you can raise the price as much as you want and therefore you could make a killing off of selling these cigars. You but, think but, if I sell them on a block, they, they really going to go and call the yeah, IRS that's what I'm on saying. me? How are they going to know if you do? Well, I mean, you just gave me the them. idea, I mean, that That goes back to anything. How does the government know that you sell drugs which are illegal? Listen, as a, the law, your lawyer, no, I'm not Our, your lawyer. I would love you to be my lawyer. You did not retain me, but just generally speaking, because I cannot give specific legal advice, I would generally advise that if you do bring back $100 worth of Cuban cigars or I'm rum, smoking. you don't resell it because you will be committing a crime. What if you but, give it to someone and they give you a gift of $150. Yeah, that's what I, or a hug. Or if they're like, hey. With I, money well, in, in this is yeah. very similar to what goes on, as we talked about in a previous quickie, um, about whether what you can do in uh, D.C. about marijuana. Right, right, exactly. It's the same kind of gift economy. You can give me a hug yes. and I can give you a cigar because that's your hug as much as nice as it is. It's not something of value. But if you gave me $100 with that hug, that would be a resale and that would be something of value. Oh, that, that's what not if allowed. I asked for a friend to borrow $150 and then they <laughs> gave it to me. And then, like, hey, do you have any more of that Cuban rum? And I go, oh, I do have a bottle left if you would like that bottle for free. Plotting and scheming. Well, yeah, because then th- they still have to pay you back the $150 they loan. That's two separate transactions. Alyssa, can I borrow $150? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That depends. Well, That's it depends what you need $150 for. For this weed. No. <laughs> <laughs> the disclaimer, that was yeah, that, that, a complete that, joke. I don't know why I said joke. I was trying to say for this for this uh, what, cigar, did but Marilyn, I thought of a curse word. Did you word. get Marilyn into a situation that you need to now borrow one hundred fifty dollars uh, for? No. So you meant to say cigar? Yeah, I meant to say cigar because you're, you're not endorsing a, a transaction no, of that nature. No, and then I was trying to say a curse word, and I said, "Oh yeah, we can't curse because well, FCC." And then weed came. You out. know, mm-hmm. just yeah. to finish up, in order to really fix the embargo situation, uh, the president or a future sorry, president sorry. obviously would have to certify to Congress uh, that a transitional or democratically elected government was now in power in Cuba. Alternatively, Congress could vote on its own 
to get rid of the embargo. And well, once Congress repealed the embargo, then commercial exporters would be able to uh, import and export or mostly import Cuban goods and then resell them for commercial value. But um, my final words on this is that, uh, you know, I personally think this is a good idea. I know some people disagree, but dropping Cuba from the terrorism list is part of a welcome, as far as I'm concerned, is part of a welcome dismantling of the isolation wall that we erected more than a half a century ago. It has no purpose, as far as I'm concerned, in today's world. And I do think Congress should lift the embargo. The administration should continue to loosen restrictions on travel trade and banking it's time to let the cold war die out and to move forward into the future we are so long overdue and speaking of overdue and things in cuba they just started getting um wi-fi hotspots um in cuba but i was like i'm against it and here's why no because i was like you know what they have their own culture and you you know once they start getting access to everything else i don't want it to like infuse in their like their culture is authentic and their culture is authentic because they're not allowed to do anything and I yeah. think they so should you keep wanna, it like so I you want to keep people look, oppressed. I want to go to the Cuba, the real Cuba. I don't want to go there and see McDonald's and hear them speak in English. I want to experience the real culture <laughs> of Cuba. That's why I was right, like, I want to go now. Well, I mean, you sound like somebody who wants to experience the real culture of the Slavs. So that's why we should keep people <laughs> in slavery. So, no, guys, no. we have to go. <laughs> no, Jason um, wants to say something. Really no, no. All I wanted to say. I, 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 <laughs> Jason, as our Afro-Latina, please. As, as the tenant, you know. Uh, token Afro-Latino or like it's a voy para allá vamos a visitar Cuba 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 Viva la Cuba okay and on that note we have to say goodbye but guess what we'll be back next Sunday right here on Let Your Voice Be Heard and you can check us out on iTunes download our podcast at LYVBH Radio and we'll see you next week I'm so serious, mommy. Get it in with your Bobby and follow me, cause I got tree. And I'm higher than mounting. And your body's by loving. I don't snitch, I don't sing, I don't Kanye album. Hi, this is Flo Wiley inviting you to listen to Blackbeat New York every Thursday night at 6. Blackbeat New York is all about what's happening on the arts and culture scene in New York City with a special emphasis on what's going on in the sweet village of Harlem. Celebrity interviews, ticket giveaways, Blackbeat weekly events calendar, and I'll play for you some of the finest music you'll hear on the radio anywhere. Every Thursday at 6, Blackbeat New York, The Flo Wiley Show.